G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Want to win in life's challenges? To know the will of God and have more passion for Him? Practical help right now with Tark Barna and Running With Fire. A great quality that you and I and all of us want to develop in our lives is the ability to embrace change, in fact, to maximize change in our lives. If we can do that, life is going to be a lot easier for us because your life and mine is going to be riddled with seasons of change. It's just inevitable. We all have to face and go through change. Sometimes they're small changes. Other times they are huge changes. But the more we can embrace change, the easier life will be for us. We can flow in with what God is wanting to do in our lives. We saw yesterday that there are early adopters, those who make changes very quickly and easily. There's middle adopters. They take a bit of time but get there. Late adopters and then eventually there's non-adopters. It's my prayer that you are not a non-adopter. I hope that you are an early adopter or a middle adopter and I hope that I am as well. I read of this pastor objecting to new trends in music and this is what he said. There are reasons for opposing it. It's too new. It's often worldly. New Christian music is not as pleasant There are so many new songs, you can't learn them all. It puts too much emphasis on instrumental music rather than godly lyrics. It's a money-making scene. This was said in 1723, nearly 300 years ago, by a pastor attacking Isaac Watts, who now is seen as the father of hymns. So there was a man who was a, I suggest, a non-adopter. And, you know, you just get left behind as the rest of the world moves on. We need to embrace change. And the quicker we can do it, the better. Of course, being sure that it is a God-ordained change. Now, God changes our circumstances. One main reason is in order to change us. So you might think, well, why why is this change happening? Why do I have to embrace this change? And, you know, I wish there was no change. Well, part of the reason is God's actually wanting to change you. He's wanting to make you a better person. He wants to develop your character. He wants to develop resilience, or maybe patience, long-suffering, all kinds of things. But there's real good reasons for God bringing change into your life. So Jeremiah 48, verse 11. Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his dregs. And has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor has he gone from cap- into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him, and his scent has not changed. So the thought here is a person that's not having changes in their life, and so they're remaining the same person. Sometimes you meet a person, you know, years later, and they're the same as they were five years ago, ten years ago. You think, has nothing happened in your life if you had no experience to change? I've met a few people like that, and I've thought, wow. How have you managed to stay the same for so long? Well, I think that, that verse explains it. See, Moab here is pictured as wine in the making. Part of the process of making wine is pouring the wine from one jar to another so the sediment that settled on the bottom of the jar is left behind. Now, Moab had not been poured vessel to vessel. It had settled on its dregs and become like wine that had an awful taste. 
contaminated by the sediment at the bottom of the jar. So what does God do? He sends Moab into captivity, changes her circumstances in order to change her taste. And what God does to us is he pours us from vessel to vessel, circumstance to circumstance, situation to situation. He changes things in our lives. Why? So we don't become stale and distasteful like Moab. We're fresh. We're changing. We're relevant. We need change so we continue to grow, to become better people, and we don't become stuck in the mud and distasteful. Example is Israel. Into sin and idolatry. Repeated warnings from God and the prophets, hey, to get away from their idolatry, away from their sin, but there's no response. They wouldn't put it right. They continued in their rebellious, idolatrous ways. So what does God do? He said, all right, we're going to deal with this. He poured them into a new vessel. He changed his circumstances. He sent them into captivity in Babylon, an extreme measure, I guess. And, you know, it was a real tough time for the children of Israel because Babylon was a very idolatrous nation. Now, somewhere in this captivity, the Israelites were changed and they got rid of their idolatry, some people say, by overdose. They saw so much of it, experienced so much of it that they didn't want a bar of it in the future. To this day, they say Israelis remain free of idolatry. Israel was changed. How? By being poured into another vessel. And sometimes when God is determined to change an aspect of our lives that maybe is not pleasing to him, he'll set up circumstances to deal with those things in our hearts and in our lives. And the worst thing we can do is resist change, fight the change, and sort of almost say, look, I don't want anything to do with this change. The problem is we'll end up like Moab, which had settled on its dregs and become like wine that was distasteful, contaminated. So allow God to bring those changes into our lives, embrace them, and let's become better people. Another way God changes us is he uses other people. Proverbs 27, 17, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So God brings people into our lives to change us, to make us into the people he wants us to be. So the people that surround you and around your life, by and large, are God ordained. God has uniquely chosen those people to be around you because he wants to use them to do a work in your life and he wants you to use you to do a work in their lives. We need to allow others to stretch us and to change us. If we'll do that, we will become better people. Let's learn not only to embrace change but maximize change for our own benefit and future good. Tark Barner is the Senior Pastor of Church Unlimited in Auckland, New Zealand. For more information, to make contact or to listen again, look for Running With Fire at our website, vision.org.au.